And you're, it's are we? Are, is this? Are we recording right now? I always am recording. We court. We record the gab. We gab. Because this, you do it. You, you play it at know. the beginning of the episode. History. I'd like to follow me down the rabbit hole. History. I'd like to. Hello, and welcome to HILF History. I'd like to fuck with Don Brody. I'm Don Brody. This is our 20th episode, the end of our first season, and hot damn friends, what a ride. (laughs) Now, when I started this podcast, I had no idea how to set up my microphone, stumbled through editing, and learned the process of distribution from scratch. Since then, I've read 26 books, watched dozens of documentaries, and had the pleasure of hilfing 17 incredible guests. (laughs) They included comedians, writers, musicians, authors, a painter, a bartender, besties, a neighbor, and the love of my life. (laughs) We went around the world together and discussed wars and monsters and mysteries and witches and murder and pirates. (laughs) My God, right? (sighs) And during the course of these incredible conversations, we'd have all the incredible conversation stuff. The tangents, the realizations, the bloopers. And sometimes it killed me to cut it out of the episode, but I edited with some comfort knowing that these gems would not be lost, just restrung. (laughs) Now, in the spirit of a good orgy, think of this episode as a pearl necklace. Each gem is strung together without clutter or segue or explanation or introduction. (laughs) And you'll hear the following clips in the same order their episodes were released, but that is about all the order you should expect. We cover time travel, the existence of God, how long cats can live, and if our great-great-grandchildren will cancel us for eating a chicken nugget. (laughs) Sometimes silly, sometimes personal, sometimes deeply insightful. Welcome to the orgy. Now drop your pants and let's get started. My mind has been fucked. I have learned so much and um, I am going to be telling everyone that Frankenstein is not actually his name. It's Frankenstein's creature who read Paradise Lost. It's really important to me that you do that. <laughs> I think I'm going to have like a whole set of t-shirts made that are like, uh, pardon the intrusion, but my name is the creature. <laughs> and then it will just be like a handful of snobs to be that- like, what is this? And be like, okay, first of all, he's not Frankenstein's monster. And also we read Paradise <laughs> It's like This my is in. amazing. This is your merch for your podcast. My, mer- my merch. Yeah, you could just have <gasps> cool quotes like that about... Pardon the intrusion. Call me the creature. Yeah. <gasps> we just came up with your merch line. I'll give yeah. you a percentage. And <laughs> we did it just drinking coffee. No opium. So. Oh, there, there was a little opium in your coffee. <laughs> Surprise. Have fun driving home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, have you ever fucked a criminal? Hmm. Oh, yes. Have you ever have you ever fucked a criminal because they were a criminal? No, no, no. I did not know until latter times. Okay. Do I count as a criminal? Have people that have fucked me now can answer that same way? I don't know. Does a DUI count? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't think so. I think that you're only a criminal if you are currently wanted. Mm, No, no. Because you can be reformed. You served your time. You're an ex uh, ex criminal. Um, It's kind of bad. You know, kind of naughty. It's just very naughty. I certainly didn't rob any banks. <laughs> Not yet. There's still time. Not yet. And you know what? Times are tough, girl. Times are up. tough. I'm going to give you I, this book. You are? Yeah. It's got all Thanks. my dumb notes in the margin. But yeah. This well, I is won't for get you. rid of it. Because when you have to pitch the show, 
As the road movie. As the road movie, I'll be like, what the hell? I actually think it's a really good idea. I, it is a really good idea. And it's young, young, ch- not me. Based on, like, I wouldn't be in it. It would be like somebody, one of those three name English actors. One of those three, one of those you know Dan, I mean? Daniel Day-Lewis, he'd do it. Yeah. No, he's been. No. You know, but you, the chick, you know, the one that like she hosted Saturday Night Live and I'm like, who is that? I oh, know, I'm already Her name is cold. like Trinity Joy Division or something. <laughs> You know, I kept thinking, who is it? Maybe she's, I haven't seen The Crown. Maybe she was the woman from The Crown. History has this way of not allowing you to see things in the way they were happening at the time. And and it is one of the things I like to help with. And, and here's something that may give you some perspective. I don't think we need to let anybody off the hook for the record, but it helps with our understanding of perhaps where they came from. Climate change is a huge issue. And there is a possibility that in a hundred years in the future, the burning hot fiery skies, the lava lakes, the worst case scenarios that many people are painting for us have transpired. Okay. And an individual living in this ugly ass bubble underground with a gas mask and their frail kids who hear stories of what the sun used to look like and have visions of what water may have tasted like would wonder how you or I could have driven those cars. Yeah. Didn't we know? And yes, we knew. And don't you and I know what fossil fuels do? And we can be like, yeah, weren't you for the environment? I really was. I mean, I really was. And yeah, there were people that were handcuffing themselves to trees and filtering their urine to drink. But I have a kid <laughs> and, a, and a job, and I'm kind of hoping that everybody figures it out and right. that we get a, more inventions. But yeah, I drive a car. I drove a car. I, I, drove, I didn't even drive an electric car, <laughs> and I, I didn't even carpool. Yeah. And sometimes I drive just because I liked to drive. Oh, God. <laughs> Definitely. I, I am not vegan or vegetarian. I really support that a lot. But I think that is the mindset of a lot of my vegan friends that I've talked about is they can kind of see a future where everything is more plant-based and people are like the barbaric thought of us in you know having pigs or having whatever slaughtered and we eating them and I think that yeah. could be a, few, a reality too you yeah. know and your cocky ass hologram loving great grandkid comes up to you and is like ew great grandma Meryl <laughs> is this a picture of you eating a chicken nugget <laughs> And you can be like, go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. You don't know anything about, you know. Yes, if there's one thing I want to be canceled for, in, in, the, in like 300 years from now, it is eating a chicken wing, like a dripping, <laughs> a dripping chicken wing. Um, is it okay if I turn the fan on the low setting? No. Do you hear it? I can. You mean what do you mean? The ceiling fan on. I low. turned it off because I can hear it. Okay. Is, are you uncomfortable? I'm not, but I have a thing with still air. It's fine. I'll be fine for an hour. I have a thing with still air. I feel like we've been together for 11 years. I, there's still fun things to learn about you all the time. Yeah, you turn it off. You can hear it. I know. Oh, it was on medium, too. It doesn't matter. Just go. <laughs> We're going to be fine. I might end up in my skivvies by the end of this because I'm so friggin' hot. Oh, but. I plan on you getting in your undies by the end of this. <laughs> if, I mean, this, if, you, if I can't do Hilf with my number one F... That's true. Without something coming off. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to remain focused. <laughs> and the way that my parents found out was in a letter that I made some joke, and I have very much the same sense of humor about, I'm very, you know, sexual with my, raunchy with my sense of humor. Had not actually had penetrative sex at that point. 
I just was joking with a fellow gay friend in a note where I had said I had had a really bad day and I just needed it fucked out of me by a really hot guy. That's the note my parents found, and that's how they found out that I was gay. Fuck. So they weren't super, they were super chill about the gay thing. They were just like, it's cool that you're gay. Are you just like a giant whore? Like, that's the problem. (laughs) Also, here's what the other thing I love about the history of the cinnamon in general. We're both, I love the fact that you and I are <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like, oh my god! Like I was, I started this pod. This is episode eight. <laughs> you think that I'd be like, don't drink throughout the episode, or you will burp and gulp throughout the whole thing. What are the Scientology critters? Oh, Zard, not Zardoff. That's that's us. That's just how I test you to see if you're a Scientologist. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I wouldn't know if you got it right. But oh, I feel... you mean the Thetan Threes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to air. You know that I can't air this. Like, I can We're say, Scientologists. We test you. Oh, my God. If I... Can you imagine? Like, what would you think would be a worse group in L.A. to just casually shit on? I mean, liberals, maybe. Just liberals in general. Right. Just like liberals. Because you, you can still shit on vegans. Because vegans, like, that's just dumb. <laughs> they're just so tired, too. They're like, go ahead. <laughs> don't have the strength to, have the strength to put fight. up my case. <laughs> oh, oh, cinnamon. I have no idea where I left off. Shelby Young. Yeah. If you and I left mm-hmm. this room and went directly to a tattoo parlor, mm-hmm. what tattoo would you get? Ooh. Well, you already have the skull and crossbones, because that would be my like original go-to. But maybe like a little golden doubloon. Oh. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, in black ink. I only get black ink tattoos, but like a little doubloon. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And just a way to up your value. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> now I'm worth so much more. <laughs> All right, Shelby, let me hear your best R. Okay. R. Oh, that was good. There was a little G on the end. Yeah, a little G on just R, just R. No, I like the G. I okay. think it's important. I mean, you know, it's like your thumbprint. Your R is all your own. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a little bit like I stub my uh, my toe or my thumb or something. Arg! I like it. <laughs> are you from here? No. No, where are you originally from? Well, I split my childhood between Silver Spring, Maryland, mm. and a place called, get ready, hold oh. your hat. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. going to be that. Okay. It's called Plantation, Florida. So it's not only Florida, it's maybe the most racially insensitive name for a city. Wow. Plantation, Better. Florida. What yeah. was your high school mascot? The Paladins. We were, I, I actually went to, there was two high schools in Plantation because there were so many people that lived there. Uh-huh. And there was Plantation and then there was South Plantation. So I'm in the less progressive part of a place called Plantation. <laughs> so the people of, of Plantation. <laughs> they should have like, yeah, those. like, yeah, exactly. The red state guys <laughs> over there. That was me. Wow. That, there's a Romeo Juliet tale there, <laughs> there somewhere. Now, this high school has a bell that rings, starts at 735 in the morning, goes off every 42 minutes. It's like a <laughs> drinking game around here. Every time it rings, we smoke. Oh, um, okay. But you, if we, you know, we it's can. Like, it, it's like my high school. One time I counted the doors in this apartment. Yeah. There's 12 doors in this apartment. Ooh. It's a two-bedroom apartment with 12 doors. What's happening? Are there just a lot of closets? Closets. Closets. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. you've always got a place to go. Yeah. If somebody comes in here and they're going to go grabbing at you, you go, good luck. Yeah. I'll just slam door after door. It's like, it's, it'd be good for a farce. We could it do is. a farce in my hallway. Every like third door, you should just make like a fake exit. <laughs> just like a, a printed, a, a mirage of like a, a New York, a New York. A subway going yeah. down. Come on, baby. Oh, that's when you just wish 
for somebody to break in. Um, we are hearing the subtle meowing of our friend Sophie. How old is Sophie? She's 11. Oh, that's a young, that's a young kitty. Mm. It is. I don't know. How old are your cats? <laughs> no, cats live to be like 20, dude. Yeah, they could. No, maybe not Sophie. It doesn't sound like you're optimistic that no, Sophie's going to make it. No, she's a good girl. No, no, she should. She's a good cat. <laughs> if you could go forward in time, how far forward would you go? And what are you most curious about? I would probably go... I want to say I would... So... I wouldn't want to go so far that everything was just anathema to me. So I wouldn't want to go like a thousand years into the future. I think it would be cool if somehow there was some exercise where you could kind of peer that far into the future. Mm -hmm. But Um, not be there. But not be there. Because I feel like at that point, it would be like my grandma trying to use an iPhone where I just be like, "Ah, I don't know what to do with this. It tastes weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I, I think like... Oh, maybe like a hundred years in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21, 22 is yeah. a good year. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel like if, if I were able to make it a hundred years into the future, they'd just be like, take this shot. And now you have an extra 75 years on your life. And then, you know, after that 75 years, weigh it out again, you know? I'm afraid I want to live a long time. I, I, you will, I think I'll be 125 years old and you'll have to drag me out of here kicking and screaming. Oh, <laughs> I'll yeah. be like, no, there's more party in me. That being said, if you were to suddenly tell me that the, I, either I wasn't going to die or I could live another hundred years from now, I think I'd probably, I hope this isn't true, but I've been me for a while mm-hmm. and I'd probably just tone it down. I'd probably just get lazier. <laughs> I think sometimes the reason I get up and I work out and I drink in the morning with my friend Rashid is because the tick, 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 tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. And I'm, I, maybe because I've always studied history I feel pretty aware of the of the passage of time. I don't have a lot of anxiety about it. I have no anxiety about getting older. I don't love that my neck is doing what it's doing, but I'm not <laughs> like but I have no like general anxiety yeah. about like being older. A um, reasonable fear of death. I think that seems fairly As we all should. fairly human. But I do think that it is a big motivation for me to do things and to feel things and to risk things is because time is running out. Yeah. And I wonder if time wasn't running out or if it was running more slowly, if I would do more and be more optimistic or if I'd just sleep in. You know, that is a, that is a good point. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to live forever, per se. Mm-hmm. 500 years would be kind of great. Yeah. Like, to be able to track those long-term changes mm-hmm. would be amazing. Well, because now like, I'm 43, and the things that are starting to get to me now for the first time in my life, I do say things like, I don't think I can be an astronaut. <laughs> like, I think I, I may be able to go to space, <laughs> but I think I'm not a time to be an astronaut. I just, I'm yeah. not very good at math, and I... Um, and like Olympic figure skater, so yeah. damn it. We're really, even though it was never that realistic, there was something in me when I was 30 yeah. that was still like, fuck, I and can, I can I go can to NASA. If I want to, I could just study uh, and go. And now I'm like, I don't think you can do that. I, I don't have time to make a website. If you could go back in time to any point in history, yeah. where would you go and what would you do? God. You know... That's a really interesting question. But like, I have to be honest. I think, I think I'd want to go, I think I'd want to go meet Jesus. And the reason I want that, okay, isn't because I think he's going to give me some logic or I kind of want to know if like, what if I said, okay, I want to go back in time and I want to meet Jesus. And then they they put me in the portal and it's like, and then I get to wherever I'm going and there's just nobody there. 
And I'm like, oh, wait a minute here. There is no Jesus. Like, I kind of, there's so much war and death and hate and and negativity that comes out of religion. I kind of want to know, like, was this dude really around? Mm. And, And then if he was... I, that may sound ignorant. It's like mm. everyone's like, he's definitely was here. Yeah. But it's like, was he a carpenter? Like, did he do these things? These stories? Yeah. I don't know. It all seems like bullshit to me. It just yeah. seems like really great fairy tale bullshit things that make people yeah. go, I won't kill someone. Now, but if you get there and there's this like dude who like sends a lightning bolt through your heart, and you're like, yeah. fuck, Messiah, my, I get it. I'm well, then in. I would come back with then a renewed understanding. Do you know what? I took my daughter to a funeral. A week ago. Wow. Her first time in a Catholic church. I remember she's, being a kid. Hmm, she's three and a half years old. And I on I try very hard to answer her honestly. Yeah. And to and we're always respectful and but just kind of clear. Um so we're there and of course, you know, there's men in dresses and hats, and there's this dead guy fucking hanging from the ski- ceiling. This right. this dead, half half dead, right. half naked man with blood coming out yeah. of his hands and his feet. And it's she's three and a half and it's her first time and it's she was horror. like, Whoa. Yeah. And um so she naturally though she was like, Mama. And I was like, yes, okay, his name is Jesus. And here's how I explained it to her in the church, trying to use brevity and and respect. (laughs) I said, um, he is a really important guy. I said, for the people who are here, he's a really, really important guy. He's a human being like you and me, but he's also the son of God. And we had talked very (laughs) briefly about what God was, that God was invisible and people, blah, blah. And she and I said, and I'm looking at her. and I said, and he was murdered, up yeah. there, um, and uh, and that was both the best and the worst thing that's ever happened to these people. <laughs> and she was like, okay, okay. So then we sit through the funeral. She sits there, and the and the priest says his thing, and everyone starts to go. And she goes, Mama. And I said, yes. She points up at Jesus, and she goes, is he gonna come alive at the end? It's such a scary thing. Because she heard all this reliving and revitalization. And I said, um, I said, uh, yes, that's the idea. (laughs) (laughs) I said, yeah, that's the idea is that he is, um, he's going to come back to life. And she goes, (laughs) like a mummy? And I said, um, yes, kind of. Because that means, fuck, yeah, that's kind of. And she, we permeated on that for a while and then she moved on. My God. I don't know how people do it. And they talk to me about like, I don't know how I'm gonna explain gay. I'm like, really, bitch? Have you taken an (laughs) an agnostic child to a church lately and you think fucking gay is? These two guys like each other the same way. Guy and a girl like each other, these two guys like each other the same way. Boom, bam, done. (laughs) This this dead man with blood coming out of him, hanging from the ceiling and all this, I gotta, you know how long that took? Oh, is that a helicopter? Hold. Perfectly (laughs) timed helicopter. Yeah, sometimes I hear stuff. You may know this too, way better in my headphones than I do like in real life. Oh yeah, like that's the first thing you learn, right? When you're when you're on set, I remember that like <laughs> just talking shit about the sound guy, and people were oh, like, no. people were like, stop, he can hear you, and I'm like, I'm whispering, there's no way he can hear me, that piece of shit, blah blah blah, <laughs> and then you know, then you put the headphones, and you're like, oh, he heard every word I said oh, because I just heard a pin drop on the other side of the oh, room. Oh, a hundred and ten percent, and also like, I, I going to the bathroom when you're wearing a lob, it's always like, <laughs> you know, you, A, you want to turn it off, but also it's usually attached to your pants. Yeah. So regardless, it's going to have to come off. But then if you, if it's all taped up under your bra, which is often the case, then you've got to unhook a wire of some sort yeah. so that you can 
But now you've got this wire. Dawn in the bathroom, take three. <laughs> exactly. It's also the public, it's like they can't, it blows their mind that someone could actually have different, like, they expect a comic to only have comedic thoughts at all times. It's like, well, no, we have we have real lives. Yeah. And Which whatever, I think is, you know? I think that's also why people get so frustrated when comics speak to serious uh, things yes. or make really well-crafted jokes <laughs> about serious subjects yes. that people will say, you must be making fun of it. You are a comedian and you are talking about this thing, which means you're mocking it. You're making fun of it. You're yes. making light of it. And it's difficult as a creator of comedy to try to articulate that I am not ridiculing the things that I'm talking about. I am, because I am encasing it in humor does not mean I am diminishing it in any way. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I would listen to true crime podcasts because I felt like they kept me appropriately unnerved. (laughs) You know, it's like, you should be scared. (laughs) There's some, it's bad. Like there's a bad guy out there, but I didn't have to deal with the actual real bad guy that was, you know, dealing dealing with the thing. But they'd get me on this like, yeah, and then the girl gets, but they'd spend too much time fucking jib John about what they did that weekend. And I get like, quit the fucking ship (laughs) and talk about how he wore her skin like a dress. You you brought me here with uh, the serial killer who wears her skins like a dress and now you're talking about your latte still you know <laughs> so i'm always like as a as a podcast creator yes. and an editor i'm always simultaneously like of course this conversation is interesting and then i get like you know get to the anal probe <laughs> <laughs> i do want to mention your husband joe roche yes because he's a babe and because one of my favorite things that you do and all of these amazing, spectacular things that you do are the birthday videos that you and Joe were doing, I want to say every day, for a while there during COVID. We sure did. Green screen costumes, soundtracks, these just beautiful acts of love, just like dedicated to the people you knew online. You guys were so fucking funny and so fun to watch and I just think that he is fantastic and Tilden the cat I'm going to give a shout out Thank I don't you. know if Tilden wa- listens he listens religiously um, yeah. but I wanted to shout out <laughs> um, those were so fun to do because A how can I not perform for t- two seconds uh, I would shrivel and die oh my god die but B, um, we, our theory was like, well, we'd be going to their birthday party if, if the world wasn't shut down. We'd be at their party. So the least we can do is send them a little video. And it started as just an inside thing with my family members. And then my sister saw it. She's like, can you do one for my husband too? And then a friend saw it. I was like, can you do one for my husband? And then it just became, it, we're like, we were off to the races. Then it became an addiction for me. But my husband, delicious Joe Roach, was still going to work every day because he's a, a, a stage manager over at Asylum Productions, oh. the famous Sharknado people. So he would come home exhausted from a long day of, COVID prevention and, you know, you know, bl- blowing all sorts of sanitizers off all, all of our props. And I'd be like, dressed as a wolf. And he'd be like, what are we doing? And I'm like, okay, okay, here's the game. All right, here's the thing. <laughs> he would just come home and just see these costumes laid out and be like, oh my God, why are there nine? I'm like, we have to do nine videos tonight, babe. We did 169 videos in one year. Oh my amazing. God. And, and it was just delight. It was pure joy. It was just a bright white beam of joy and love in just this awful oh. time. And it was so much fun to watch. It Thank was so you. great. Oh, I had such a good God. time. Well, what's your favorite curse word in English? <laughs> I think I prefer shit. Yeah, shit's a good one. That's yeah. my friend Ryan's favorite. It's a yeah. good utility word. I prefer shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I can't wait to get You know, it took me a while to learn to be easy with the other one. To be fluent. Oh, sure. Fluent with F. Oh, the F word is tough yeah. for a lot of, a lot of us. And you know, also, because I always had young kids around me, and I had to be careful not to say it. Exactly. Yeah. But with shit, you can't say it, even yeah. in front of yeah. kids. 
yeah. You know. Yeah, it's like a dull knife. Yeah. It's not great, but it's not going to kill him. No. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and your father demonstrated some yes. particular inclusion at a time when they were being excluded that I know you said left a mark on you. What oh. happened was um, there were three Zoroastrian schools. My father sent my brothers to the Zoroastrian school. Hmm. And he sent me to the Zoroastrian elementary school. But one of the things he said, um, when you're living in a country, there is no majority and minority. Everyone is included. Hmm. And if you don't learn from childhood to be inclusive, you, that's when your mind hmm. accepts separations. That's why you're going to go to these schools to learn all about them. Such wisdom. And I remember I went to my father. I said, do you know that da, 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 my friend, she's Jewish? I said, of course I know. His best friend to his father, to her father. Yeah. I said, what? I said, yeah. Her father is my best friend. Why do you think I let you go to her, their house all the time? Yeah. If I didn't know them, you wouldn't be able to go. And I realized that he, what he was saying he really meant it. Yeah, demonstrating. He really demonstrated that it didn't matter yeah. when you're in the same com country, yeah. you are the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cheers, cheers, and huge love. Every single person that is here, I love you. And I love you. I'm just so glad that we're in this room together because, man, I like doing a podcast, but look at this, you know? I mean, look at, look at all of your faces. This is so incredible. And, um, and as Sean mentioned, we are in a room together, and it is good if it sounds like we are in a room together. So, so feel free to get up, to chat, get yourself a beer. They're over there for a reason. Eat your snacks. Yes, 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 indeed. The reason I started Hilf is because I just love this fucking stuff, right? And you guys may have noticed if you listen to an episode or two, like, I really, really do. And if I didn't have a podcast, I would just be spouting this contextless shit, right? At parties and over craft services tables and, like, on road trips to people with varying degrees of interest and... <laughs> And so this has really saved my ass, you know, uh, and, I, and I love it. And I also love it because the thing I love most about history is what we have to learn from it, the lessons, right? However, what we don't learn from history is that bullshit line, my biggest pet peeve, which is those who do not study history are doomed to repeat it. That is the biggest line of bullshit that has ever been. And I'll tell you the many reasons why that is a line of bullshit, okay? One is it isn't just the people who don't study it who get doomed, right? Doomed, we all get doomed. There's a lot of people who study history who are like, fuck, look right here, we're doing this shit again. Remember this part, we're gonna do doomed again. We're doing it all over again, I studied it. We're on Twitter, fuck, we're doing it again. Unless the people at the levers of power <laughs> right, study history, we all get doomed, okay? The other thing that you miss with something like those who do not study history are doomed to repeat it is that that makes history what it also is, which is an excellent instruction manual to doom. <laughs> right? You think you read it and then go, okay, I won't do that then. Fantastic. Many more people go, ah, so you restrict the means of production. Right? You make people hungry, you make them scared, and then they'll do whatever you fucking want. The history books tell you that, and they tell you it over 
and over again. So that is not the shit we learn from history. What we learn, I think, is perspective. Because perspective is the most important, right? If you zoom way in on one 24-hour period in France during World War II, you can fill a library, man, right? And if you zoom out on battles on European soil, <laughs> that fucking day doesn't fucking matter, right? And you know it. So this is what history actually has to teach us. You can write it down or I'll tell you every single time I see you <laughs> from now on. <laughs> a win is never forever. A loss is never a forever loss. Your enemies will be your allies. Your friends will fuck you. The world is a meat grinder. And the only person you can ever trust is your mama unless you're a royal. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in and helping to make Hilf's debut season a huge success. Thousands of you have listened and your messages, shares, and reviews have meant the world to us, and they worked. We will be back for season two starting September 7th, 2022. While we're down, however, we are not dark. Follow and subscribe at Hilf Podcast for live updates from my upcoming field trip to Italy. I know, I will be traveling from Venice to the Malfi Coast over two weeks with my husband and four-year-old daughter. And I'm already overpacked with books about Pompeii. I know, right? That place with the people who turned into statues while they were hugging or jerking off. You know the place. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> now, in the meantime, be a real mother hilfer and rate, review, maybe share your favorite episode. And please reach out to us. Got a guest or subject you think I must know about? Tell me. Best way is to message me on social media or email hilfpodcast at gmail.com. Till then, have a great summer and remember, history's a party and everybody's coming. Fuck.